0: You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at geeksradio.com, home of Trek Off, the not-safe-for-work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to geeks. Radio.com or searching "Geeks Radio" on iTunes. Geeks Radio is a presentation of Endlight Entertainment. Warning: the episode you're about to listen to may include plot spoilers and naughty language, so listener discretion is advised. It's time for Trek Off. Benedict Cumberballs. Hey, everybody! Welcome, welcome to, welcome Trek to Trek the podcast. To. My, My name is, is Phil Justin. S- Good. Oh. Um, it's a crossover it's a crossover it's like the doctor who star trek the next generation crossover that was in the comic book i
1: was was totally gonna go there
0: yeah see so so um today uh we are um i guess we'll post this on both um in a few days just as sort of a because it's extra catch all it's both so um so today I thought that we were over and we were talking about some business for podcast too. And uh and we top we're, secret business. Classified. Yeah, there is a top secret thing we might be talking about you have, later. You have to go in back future. in time to figure it out. Um uh, uh you don't know how right you are. Um, because it's a few years ago that you have to go, and that is to a lonely island on ABC. And that's all I'm gonna say for now. Um with polar bears. Um <laughs> <laughs> so so there may or may not be a uh uh six month long uh retrospective coming up that you guys will be able to hear at some point about a little show boom. Boom, 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 that happened to have the first episode directed by the guy who directed star Trek into darkness Woo. um so uh I thought given that um we did a so podcast who was born out of a uh out of a pop off podcast the the now relatively defunct pop off podcast <laughs> unless we find a way to resurrect it. Um, there's always a way um, but that we did on po- on Dr. Who and then I was like it's fun talking to you you should do your own podcast why don't you do the hot mess which is great and Phil was like oh I can't record every week like right on the dot and keep up on, on news it also occurred to me mm. that like I didn't listen to the hot mess that much because I don't care that much about what the hot mess has <laughs> to say oh thanks oh I greatly appreciate that sorry you're talking about you're like you're like E but with sarcasm um, and is that a bad thing? <laughs> I don't watch e um I did but a lot of
1: people do when I was nineteen.
0: a lot of people take e. I mean watch e what uh so 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 we were like, okay, that's not working And so I was like, what should we do? What should we do and 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 you had got me into into Dr. who and I was like, you know what I think you should do a doctor Who podcast. And so for a while it's been I mean it's been a year at least a year and a half to, it's been a while. It feels like it's, it's been a while
1: because I'm trying to think when we It's been a while. It has been. It has been just over a year. And I really um, thought by this point, I would have reviewed everything in Doctor no. Who.
0: Well, part of that part of that's my fault. So people who listen to that show, a little housekeeping. Blame uh, Justin. Uh, you blame me. For um, everything. Not, well, recently blame me. There was a, like, a period of time where like he didn't send me anything for like three months. Yeah, I was like, that's what, true, the, that's what the true, heck yeah. is wrong with you? Um, but then recently, he's like, here, here's four, and I'm, I'll get it up tomorrow. And then I get really busy because I'm shooting a movie. Um, which which I can't really wait till I'm not shooting a movie because it seems like I'm always shooting a movie. So... There's that oh, I
1: could go oh, I could go to a place right now, where uh, so what would you rather be doing filming a movie or doing a podcast doing a podcast
0: really, oh yeah, totally, okay, totally, that's why my movie is now a podcast <laughs> it's a movie about a podcast that's about a movie, yeah. Based and on a television a, show, yeah. so um, no, I I love doing. I mean, look, I don't want to say I don't love d- directing movies. I do, um, and I like writing them. Uh, the the experience of doing Trek off the motion picture has been really interesting and cool and and laid back compared to, I would say that that last summer when I, we shot Ninjas Versus Monsters, it was certainly maybe a little more creatively fulfilling, but it was so hard. It was really really a lot of work, and doing Trek off has been uh, it's just been a blast. It's just been like. Like I surrounded myself with really funny, creative people, and I turned a camera on. And I said, "Go be funny and creative." That's and good. And they were funny and creative, and I was like, "We, this is a good show. I'd watch that." I, I like, will
1: say during this filming process. I mean, I haven't been around a, like compared yeah. to the other movies, but yeah, the moments I've seen you and talked with you, you seem
0: a lot more sort of centered, happy. I think there's, more there's what a you're happiness, for. yeah, happiness, <laughs> en- enjoying myself, um, I, not wanting to quote unquote die. Um, <laughs> So... Um, not and of course, monsters was a dark movie to start with. I mean, that's like that's, that's that's true. That's the one thing for those of you, a lot of people listening who may have seen the first two ninjas movies. I keep saying this, but you'll see what I mean. It's not that monsters isn't funny; it has a sense of humor. But it's a dark ass sense of humor. I mean, it's it's it can, available
1: for it, sale now on Amazon.com. No, it's not. Oh, it's not anymore.
0: <laughs> what? Well, it? not monsters, but well, ninjas monsters. versus zombies. Yeah, but I was talking ninjas about monsters, paper. and you're like, but you're no, I, for sale. And people uh, are gonna be like, oh, it's finally out. I meant the
1: first one. So oh you build the. I thought you actually said ninja zombies at one point. So no. I. Apologize.
0: Ninjas versus zombies is on, uh, on demand on Amazon and ninjas versus vampires is on demand on Netflix. Um, and let them know if you like them. Anyway, blah. I'm advertising already. Um, (laughs) I'm a dirty, dirty shill so I can sell anything and I would horribly
1: make, somebody else do it too sometimes.
0: here's my balls um so oh by the way so this episode if you're a podcast who listener is probably going to be slightly crasser than you're used to oh bring uh, it um i've been wanting more crass than dr and, and, and uh and if you're a trek off listener is probably less crass than you're used to um that being said maybe uh we have both uh since we did that first uh doctor who uh pop off um you have experienced uh, a new track. I don't know if you watch any more Trek TV, but you have experienced a new track with me. Yes, um, into darkness, um, and I have uh, have now um, experienced seven sort of series seasons of. It's weird. There, it's very British. It's, yes, it's very British. It's, it's, it's probably the best way to put it. I don't, don't know. I British. don't even know how their TV works, honestly. And 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 with apologies to my to our listeners in in Britain. Hi James. Um, there's. Uh, like, I don't know how it works. It's like, we do six episodes, and then we do a special, then six episodes, and then we do a Christmas special, and that's our
1: show. And now I, I know I'm going to misstate it, but I but it, from what I understand, it's basically television, especially on the BBC, which is sort of the foundation of yeah. all British television, is any episode is 30 minutes long. So Doctor Who is an hour-long episode. So they go, well, basically it's the equivalent... Of two episodes of television so when they're making a 12 episode i think i have a beeping going on your phone because, you know is going we're doing out. a podcast and apparently i i'm not respectful of the location uh so uh when they do 12 episodes of an hour-long show they're equating it to oh
0: really it's 24 episodes which is the equivalent of an american television season. so but how like how do they do i mean Like like because I'm I've been so fortunate up till now that that I have watched all of the modern incarnation of Doctor Who in the last um, I think the last six months like and and how do like how they like watch six episodes and how do they even keep that like you and I talked a little while back about like like ratings and how well the show is doing right is it doing well is it uh, I can't imagine that the best of shows would be able to do six episodes disappear for six months. And do six more episodes, and then disappear for six months. I mean, where, the, you lose momentum. Well, and, and that's it's been weird because the whole six month on,
1: three month off, six mo- or however they were yeah. doing it, it, it's relatively a new thing. So when you were watching the earlier seasons, like one through four, yeah, they brought them out as a continual twelve episode run, yeah. And then it was a break until the next season started. So the later seasons, starting with five, that's when they've started to do this splitting. Well, two. and Sci-Fi
0: did the same thing with Battlestar. I mean, it's like, like I just, it's hard for me to understand. Like, a, I don't get it. Like, like the show, internationally, we we have to agree, the show in any incarnation in the last three years is a hit. Yeah, I mean, it's a money maker. Um, it it. It scored huge numbers the the series seven season seven of Doctor Who scored like huge numbers for like american t v right like, it like beat like a b c and stuff it like, it it's
1: had an amazing run on b b c america yeah and 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 some other countries around the world Canada has some good ra- ratings, but like it was doing like sopranos numbers right yeah I, um, and I mean better than that, you're talking like fourteen million viewers yeah. something insane at one point, but then you look at the ratings that are going on in Britain, which is the homeland of Doctor Who. Sure, and the ratings are not doing that well right now. For well, d- d- define not doing that uh, well, though. So let's say I mean, let's say during the highlight of David Tennant's run, so probably it's series three and four. So yeah, like, towards the end of Martha and and even the episodes with Donna, you were getting eleven million, twelve million people to watch an episode. They're getting three and four million now. Are they really? Um, I mean, they get some spikes at certain moment moments. Uh, Well, I won't spoil anything, but, you know, certain highlights, so the season opener, the season finale, and special events that may happen mid-season. Sure. um, Those would spike up, but really, for the most part, they're not getting, like, these huge, ridiculous numbers. Now, what's interesting, though, is the people who are watching, uh, and again, the rating system in in England, I'm not overly familiar with, but they do something called an appreciation rating, as well as just their normal viewing ratings where you can interact with your television and give them a live, hey, this is how I think of the show – those
0: are actually getting decent numbers from the people who are watching i mean look i so so especially the seventh season uh you said to me that it is it is much more kind of like Doctor who light like doctor who like not not as not as brainy Doctor Who for lack of a better term i would ag- i could agree to that yes because the j j abrams of Doctor who <laughs> Um, and I will admit that I have been a stunned by the production value of season seven. It's yes. like it is re- truly like a movie. Every episode, the the lighting is brilliant, the editing is brilliant. The guy who does the follow focus is brilliant. I know that's a stupid thing to comment on. No, but, I mean... but but Matt Smith is running around the frame. He's in the front. He's in the back. He's all over the place. Um, uh, but but I truly has seemed like a movie. I will say this that that there it's not as smart. As it used to be, I will agree. It's not as fun. I'm not saying it's. It might be more fun, even though. And it's here's the thing. The, this is gonna sound weird. It's not as smart. It's also not as stupid as it used to be. Um, I can totally see like that. like there there are parts of and Doctor Who has always like like when I was in high school, Doctor Who. It, it's corny. Yeah, the corniness factor has gone way down. Oh, I agree. But there's something that you said about the fun, and and
1: like I said, I got my mom into watching Doctor Who. Yeah, like would refuse to watch it ever, and she got me into science fiction. Yeah. Uh, so finally getting her into Doctor Who has been great. She doesn't like this season. She loves how you know it does look epic and how there's been some decent stories throughout it. Sure. She hates that. She thinks the fun's gone away. That now he's a crotchety old man without being an old man. Uh, I, I
0: get, I get the sense of him being a crotchety. I do that. He, he really, of all of them, he's uh, like the late season seven, Matt Smith is just sort of, sort of complaining. Krusty. Yeah. He's, he's, he's yeah. Well, um, let's, let me, let me talk to you about my experience with Dr. Who. So sure. we'll start there with, with, with what I, what Dr. Who's been like for me um, started off. Of course, uh, season one starts with Christopher Eccleston um, and Rose uh, I was not a fan of Rose in season one. Oh, I'm uh, there with you. Uh, I I didn't like, like, so quick, if you're a Star Trek listener, Star Trek, one of our Star Trek listeners who doesn't watch Doctor Who, A, watch it. It's fine. Um, uh, It is, yes, there are stupid looking aliens in this show sometimes. And um, especially season one. I've talked about this on podcast too a lot. No, there are still okay well
1: yeah they're potato heads i mean they're they're well those are but they sort of have an ep- not an epicness but connect to something older that's been ongoing in the series as yes but
0: we know that right but you have to get over that yeah it's it's it's, it's got it, it's got a sense of humor about i always get the sense that it's just kind of going look just accept this i think now it is like now it definitely is like a tongue-in-cheek like
1: we're really making fun of this guys <laughs> yeah like, i mean hello victorian england that's all i'm saying
0: yeah that it's it's like, and and the big bad guys are you know, have plungers, wire whisks, and and what's the other one you said? The uh, pepper pots. Uh, pepper pots, plungers, and wire whisks. Right. As as that's what they look, and and does look. They they haven't changed them significantly. You're An all in one kitchen season. utensil. They're out to kill you. Um, and and yet, once you get used to them in the context of what they are, I mean, I I understand as a Star Trek viewer, we we were we were spoiled by the next gen era of Star Trek in that the movies were going on at the same time and they decided to have the makeup and the effects match the movies. Yes. Um, that was something that they, they decided that they were going to do when they made series television. And it's they they continued it for three seven season series and then one four seasons. I it's it's incredible what I got to grow up on. Mm-hmm. Um but I will say if you were able to watch Buffy, if anybody who was, was able to watch Buffy, they had Funny, cheesy on there too, and very true. And and the effects weren't always great, um, but they also they played with your expectations there. Um, I i well, when you think even about sixty Star Trek, yeah, I mean think of some. But of I effects. have a hard time watching sixty Star Trek. Like like I have a hard time. I just talked about this. Um, like crossing that gap. Like I can I can watch a black box. What I said is I could watch a black box theater play. Yeah. Um. But I can't watch a community theater play. So if I have to fill in all the gaps myself, I'm fine. Or if it's all given to me, I'm fine. But if it's like eighty percent there, I just it just looks like it's badly done. It what's weird is like my,
1: my first science fiction was Star Trek. Like my the first episode of any television I can remember is Cat's Paw. Okay. Like that just replays in my head whenever I think about early television. Uh, repeats. I was not there watching it live. Yeah. Uh, I like how you say yeah, like maybe I was. But anyway, so You are bold. Hey, Hey, Captain! Ca- like I almost that. said Captain Stewart was Captain Stewart. Oh, God, Captain, Captain Stewing. The <laughs> was bald. So there's nothing wrong. Bald is beautiful. Uh, and I, when I watched Doctor Who when I got into high school, and it was the reruns of the classic series. For me, a lot of it was okay. So you're watching the science fiction episode, but you almost have to use your imagination as you're watching along. And I think that is almost what kept me engaged in it is to imagine more of the epicness of what the story is really trying to be, even though the makeup isn't awesome and yeah. the effects are kind of crappy. Um, and it, it's weird because uh, listening to some interviews from the classic series when it hit the 80s and they were like, well, Star Trek came out, or Star Wars came out, and we had to re- re- uh, revolutionize what our effects looked like. And really, I don't think they did, but thought that they did. And now that they came back in the first series with Christopher Eccleston,
0: I think they sort of left off where they were in the '80s to a degree, like some better things. Oh, sure. It seemed like it seemed like '80s Star Trek. I mean, it seemed, yeah. it seemed like about that level. Some digital effects that were nifty, exactly. Digital compositing and stuff. But and I, I think I think some of it though is BBC was afraid.
1: Like, how do we move forward? Forward? We should we really well, throw this money in? Well, well, here's
0: here's the thing about Christopher Eccleston. The very first thing about him mm-hmm. is he's so cool. And I had let see, I I as the Doctor, I have an issue with how cool he is. <laughs> You know what I mean? There's he's, been cool doctors. He's got a black trench coat. You know, wears a t-shirt. Right. You know, you know, hot jeans. You know, also the ugliest of the three doctors. Um, <laughs> although some could make the case for Matt Smith is also he's an odd looking fellow, chin boy. Um, and Christopher Eccleston like just like, you know, he never seemed to fit in the role. I'll, I'll, I'll be with. That. I mm. understand that he didn't have a good time doing it. Yeah. Um, but he also never seemed to fit the role. Whenever he did his big giant smile and laugh, the David Tennant copied. Um, that's one thing he took from Christopher Eccleston and mm-hmm. said, I like that. I'm going to do that. Um, he never seemed genuine when he was doing it. It always seemed like a put. the, the acting in the first season seemed like a put on. It seemed like I it was, it was very theatrical. I never believed them. I definitely see that. Um, and I just like, now that I know the doctor, I am, I, I wonder that there weren't Dr. Who fans that revolted. When Eccleston came out in a black leather trench coat, and we're like, "What the?" Oh, there were there were a lot of like, this is the doctor." He's too cool. He's too chic, you know. But
1: I think, in a way, the way okay, again, using your imagination, sure, is so he went through as the doctor. All the horrible things in the Time War, so it's almost like he's trying to force fun on himself and have a good time, but he's this tragic character.
0: I guess. I don't see it. I I'm, honestly, I'm trying. It's, I'm it's, really it's, trying. I'm it's, reaching. It's the, it's the outfit that I have an issue with. Like, the, okay. like, like I have a hard time. I don't have any any trouble at all connecting that, that Matt Smith is the same person as David Tennant. In a new body, I can see that. I absolutely see, especially the, now he's transitioning to something slightly different. But I absolutely see in season seven that that Matt Smith was the same dude as as David Tennant was mm-hmm. in many ways, with some differences because he regenerated. I see no similarities. But besides that laugh between Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant, none. And I don't. I can't imagine that Matt Smith was once. Like Christopher Eccleston, right? Like he, like he's like he has no idea what cool is. He's no like Christopher Eccleston was 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 effortlessly cool. Everything he did was effortless effortlessly
1: cool. And and is that why Matt Smith's Doctor says everything is cool when he puts it on just to try to
0: force the point? Well, because he's not. Nothing, nothing he does is cool. And 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 frankly, nothing David Tennant did was like cool he was the opposite he was so uncool uh,
1: okay that, now I don't know if well okay go, keep going where you were gonna go so
0: uncool that he was cool yeah that's what, okay
1: that I would agree with I think he he really latched on a lot of fans really he, early well on he's latched my to him
0: well and I so do I I mean he's still he is my favorite of the three um although I think that Matt Smith does amazing work too for in different ways um but I think that that like David Tennant certainly the doctor with the soul He's got a soul. Yes. Like
1: he really. Well, he grew, he grew up on the series too. And he talks about it a lot that he was. Why did he leave? Why did he leave? He said that he knew that if he, that if he didn't leave at that point, um, the both of the executive producers at the time, the showrunner and, and another executive producer were leaving the show and he was asked to stay. And he was like, you know what? Maybe now is a good time. There's going to be this big transition. Let me not, you know, get so old in the part that I have to be wheeled out the door I think I've had a good run go out when it's go out when I'm doing really well honestly and there's probably that draw and pull you can probably get some other work in other areas of film and Hollywood might be calling and, and Hollywood
0: I mean his Hollywood career has not taken off and that's the thing that surprised which me which surprises me too right
1: he did do a couple of television pilots neither of which got picked up. Um, I actually just saw a clip from one of the pilots that was for NBC. It was called Rex is not your lawyer. Um, it's about somebody who's, I think, agoraphobic. Is that the word when you're afraid of everything? And you can't go outside your house. Yeah. He's a lawyer who's agoraphobic, so he can't leave his house. But he's doing an American accent, but it's like a 30s Brooklyn accent. It's, it's this horrible, like cheesy.
0: Why not let him
1: be what it is that he is? Well, in a way, he wasn't even on Doctor Who. He wasn't allowed to use, except for the episode when they go to
0: Scotland. He never uses his natural accent. I just, uh, there's a part of me that feel, or let him be what he's known for then, I guess. But I mean, it's David Tennant, the fact that he is not working in film, the fact that that Christopher Eccleston is having a better career than him. I agree. And that sounds to me, which, which I say that having only seen Christopher Eccleston in doctor who, um, Although I saw him, he was in another film that I'd seen a long time ago, and I didn't realize that that was him. GI Joe? No, before that, like well before that, the three episodes of Heroes he was in. Um, no, well before that, like like he was in like films in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like like when you see uh, like in Independence Day that that um, the guy who's the Adam Baldwin who played Jane is in an event. Yeah. and you go, oh wow. That's that's it. That's like it's that sort of thing. I saw Christopher Eccleston. And I was really surprised I gotcha. what it was. But the fact that he's the bad guy in the new Thor movie coming out. Yeah. Is Christopher Eccleston. I'm like, why isn't that David Tennant? Mm-hmm. It should be David Tennant. David Tennant would totally fit in the world. David Tennant should have been Loki like that. that although to say, the well, guy who's Loki is fucking amazing. But. That's that
1: true, too. And th- well, there was a lot of talk at one point. Well, and again, a lot of people were some big fans of Doctor Who that people thought like David Tennant was going to be in one of the Batman movies as the Riddler.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Like they like people would color correct his his Doctor Who costume to be a dark green and be like Oh, it would have been perfect. He's the Riddler.
0: Well, and that's the thing is I is is I don't understand why he's not getting a ton of work and and on the flip side of that, I do have to say that David Tennant did the role for 3 years. To go they're going to have to wheel me out. Right. After 3 years, really? Like well, if you're on a show in in the u s for three years and it and it like it's taken off the air, you're a failure well, and this is the weird thing because
1: for uh really for him, it was five years, so the Christmas special is when he regenerated and came in, but not a proper season, sure, so then it's late two thousand five to two thousand six when he is really his first season, so it really
0: starts in January two thousand and six is when his season starts, right,
1: all right, and so uh and I'm sure how they all work it out. Basically, his last episode when he regenerates is 2010. So he roughly was in the role of the doctor, even though we might not have seen
0: him continuously for five years. Um, Six to seven, seven to eight, eight to eight, four years, eight to nine, nine to ten. So, Well, other than
1: the Christmas special in 2005. Yeah.
0: That's where I'm getting the,
1: the Sure. But, but in f- terms
0: of being in it, I mean, it's still. Right like stick it stick around for seven stick it out man get your residuals
1: <laughs> see i agree to that i think i really do think in the end the I, hollywood is calling hollywood is calling but i think that's why it's been so much of an appeal for him to now come
0: well uh spoiler quick, yeah f- yeah turn every, down for if 10 you 10 don't seconds. know if you don't know like like if so you, you don't understand. know what's
1: coming in the 50th of who is coming
0: yeah yeah you know, guess what right if you're
1: about to find out, right, so David Tennant is coming in for the fiftieth anniversary, but I think some of that is not only because he's not really finding much work, it's he's also a huge doctor who fan himself. I think that's why he just really you saw so much of his of this wild personality because that was how he wanted to be the doctor for the way he imagined always being the doctor
0: now now what i what i i want to you know continue on david Tennant for a minute i I think that he is sort of. When I say the doctor with a soul, I mean he he could break your heart. Yeah. He could scare you. Yeah. Um he was he went to dark places. And even when he didn't go to dark places, I like that um there's an episode, the, the most telling episode, where his memory is wiped and he falls in love with someone else. Yes. Um, and then he is just like, I'll just leave my companion that I'm with right now and I'll and I'll take you. You can be my companion. And the the person's like, No. And he's like, okay. And then he goes back to his companion, like nothing ever happened, and never even mentions how close he was to just leaving her. And well, he never said he was going to leave, but you know what her. I mean. It, but it was just sort of like, no, he does. He does. He goes. He, he goes. He goes. Don't worry about it. It's like it's just, he just no. Well, he just says, "Come with us." So not, I'm going to leave then
1: Martha behind, but come with us, and you can travel with us, and you can f- learn me all over again as the
0: Doctor. And she knows
1: that's not going to work. You're
0: see, not the man I. See, I just I just got the sense that he was just ready to dump her at a moment's notice and then doesn't tell her that that's what he's ready to do. Gotcha. I found it to be the most morally dubious thing that he did it was just like he was he that he actually has no morality, that he was actually maybe a bad guy underneath. See, I see that more in Matt Smith's portrayal of the doctor. Recently, I've been getting that sense, but I can't I can never tell. It doesn't jibe. Sometimes it seems to fluctuate from episode to episode. Mm-hmm. Um. And in Matt Smith, I mean, they, they're now calling it out. The doctor lies. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But he's number one. But but they didn't ever do that before. I mean, I wish they had. I wish they had, like, called it out that David Tennant was lying all the time instead right. of us, us knowing, but no one else knowing that he was lying all the time. Um, but uh, I just when I think about, you know, we again, we've already spoiled the Matt Smith is leaving uh, Doctor Who. Um uh, did we if you well he's Now he, we did yeah. well now I guess we did. We so, had a separate conversation. We did say spoilers when it started. Um but it was all over Yahoo News again you couldn't escape from it. <laughs> That's true too. If you're um, if you're listening to this you probably know. Yeah. So um so we'll put a spoilers warning before the show. Um
1: uh but like with the red alert klaxon There's a
0: part of me that like wonders why David Tennant doesn't, doesn't come back. On
1: April Fools there was a B- there was yeah. a joke from the BBC that came out that was saying, oh, Stephen Moffat's leaving and Russell T. Davies is coming back and they're going to do a special episode where Matt Smith regenerates back into David Tennant. Like there's some weird timey-wimey regeneration energy. Sure. And I was like, that would be the greatest thing ever. Total April Fool's joke. But people so bought into it because there's there's a big mix in Doctor Who fandom of people who love and hate Stephen Moffat. It's, it's sort of like one or the other. Who is Stephen Moffat? Stephen Moffat is the current showrunner for Doctor Who. And he wrote a lot of the episodes that people talk most about probably in the Russell T Davies era, which was when Christopher Eccleston and David Tennant were there. So he wrote the World War II episodes that featured Captain Jack. He wrote uh, all of pretty much Torchwood. He wrote uh, all of the, most of the Sarah Jane adventures. Um, He wrote, why was he ousted? uh, He, I, my understanding was he was sort of, okay, it's my time to go. I think honestly, for the same reason, it's like, I, I have all these other options I can explore. Um, then
0: why has he been so adamant about like I'm burying Torchwood like he's really been like like Torchwood's dead I think he's, everything's dead and, and and people are loyal to well, him like like um, is, is Joss Whedon burying Firefly it's different though it's different here's why it's different okay there are ways that Torchwood can be wrapped up right yes oh yeah totally. so so when so when uh, Millennium went away uh, the TV show Millennium went away Chris Carter still had the X Files, and the X Files was still on television. Yes, and he wrapped up Millennium on the X Files. I can hear you squeaking Sorry. through the microphone. Goodness Sorry. gracious! Um, he he's wearing patent leather outfits. It's it's awful. You know, it's I'm really... I am that sexy. Um, he uh, I'm trying to be a Doctor Who monster. <laughs> um, uh, but he like like he said totally. He brought in the Millennium project, but Lance Henderson had his own episode, wrapped up his story right. in the X-Files it was possible it was doable it was within the realm of possibilities that could be done not only has he been like Torchwood is dead but it sounds like John Barrowman who plays Jack Harkness is like I like my friend Russell T Davies and you were mean to him so I'm never coming back wait I what I mean is that I really want to come back and they never invited me yes um because it really seems like I remember him going I'm not doing it and then okay. him going I don't know why they didn't invite me I think there's but a then lo- I saw a picture of him in a dress and I forgave him for everything. There you
1: go. I think there's a big mix w- with him, with a lot of actors I- in England. And BBC is weird in, it, in its own right. If, I would love to work there someday. BBC hire me, even though I'm American. And I would totally try to learn a British accent.
0: Uh, right. They're going to hire Americans to do British accents because they don't have enough people right. to do British accents well, in fucking Britain. I'll, I'll come do an
1: American accent. That's what I'm talking about. Because everybody they get there, even if they're an American and they go there to do an American accent, it's horrible yeah it's it's like i am a professional
0: stage actor. or or they do this and <laughs> That's this is, too this, british is how, this is how america this is how Britons do doing Amer- so if you if you ever want to catch a, a british person doing american in a movie they're always kind of like this this is how an american sounds a bit yeah so if you watch uh for instance, um every time uh Michael Wincott, who is the bad guy in the crow, he was an alien. Mm-hmm. Stop squeaking the couch. I'm sorry. gracious. I uh, um uh he was the bad guy in the crow, he was um in Alien Resurrection, uh he was uh the um what's his name? Snape's uh who plays Snape? Uh plays Alan Sna- Rickman. Alan Rickman's brother in in Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. It's that guy who's a down low voice like this all the time. So, when in The Crow, when you hear him go, 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 I'm I gonna miss you. Hi, boy, we're gonna light this city up again. He's British, yeah, and that's how a British guy in England doesn't got to do it like this. Um, uh, boy, we just went down the rabbit hole. Yeah, we it it was totally, amazing. Went. It's cool, it's so awesome.
1: But, oh, oh, the yeah. BBC thing, so. I think sometimes BBC is afraid of its own shadow. It, they're they are publicly owned company, like they're controlled by the state. Yeah, and I think they're afraid if we go too far in one direction, we're gonna blow something up. I I don't know because it seems like oh we're not gonna throw money behind Doctor Who because we're afraid of well, we don't know because maybe it won't catch on, and then it catches on and then they start throwing money, but then they don't realize oh well we have to do the scripting process at the same time and yeah let people in on the secret. So like they basically fire the uh, Freeman Angemin from being Martha Jones and then go, Oh, wait a minute. People are really mad at us. So now we need to shoehorn you into five episodes. And then, okay. More than five, isn't it? It's, uh, it's... she did three episodes of Torchwood and then she
0: did three one, two, three oh well, Oh no, four episodes. Of yeah. Seven. So seven. Yeah. Um, in a twelve episode season, that's like she, she did as like as many as the as the Well but, but between two shows. Yeah. But still, I, I like I didn't sense her lo- sense her absence. Right. Well see for me I totally did. I, I I was into Martha completely. I liked Martha. No, I didn't sense her absence because she wasn't gone. Like I got the sense that she was out there doing her thing. I got gotcha. you. So it was like, you know, it, it was I, I'm trying to, to somehow equate it to Star Trek. It's like Gul Dukat. Like, mm-hmm. go, on, did you watch DS9? Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So it's like, it's like Gold Ducat. He was only ever in like like 10 episodes a season, maybe less, sometimes maybe five a season. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. I always felt like he was there. I agree. I never felt it. When he wasn't there, I didn't feel his absence because I always knew that Gold kind of out there doing Gold Ducati stuff. I mean,
1: I always knew that with Martha, you know, they left it. Okay, I'm going to call you. So I always, you know, I knew that there was going to be something with her yeah. coming back. Um, and when she came into Torchwood,
0: loved it. And the hell is she now? Here's what I don't get. Okay. So here's what I don't understand: why the current Doctor Who? So let, let's finish with David Tennant because we were on David okay, Tennant. Sure. David Tennant, Doctor with a soul, really liked him. He 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 was so, um, he was a, a more alien than Christopher Eccleston certainly, but also was so deeply human yeah. in his flaws, and yet underneath you got the sense he was. And then you have Matt Smith. And Matt Smith is—I will say that more than almost anyone I've ever seen do the Doctor, and I've seen a couple of the old ones now. Okay. He seems like an alien. This guy, from the moment you meet him, he—he de- he can't handle food. He wants fish sticks and custard. He, you know, he—the way he plays things, his little ticks that he has, everything about him seems like he is absolutely a guy who looks like a human, right. who is an alien. I agree, but.
1: There's also that element of, to me, when I watch him, sometimes I'm like, he's, he's like a child. He is almost like like a, a, f- a five-year-old is routing through a fridge. Oh, I like this, and this looks cool, and let's throw it in my mouth. And oh, wow, that's a flavor.
0: Yeah, but in the very next episode, he turns around. He's also the most directly threatening. He goes, I will destroy you. Like, he is, he's a child, and yet he's a god. I mean, he's yeah. just kind of like, like, he can be a grown-up when he has to be a grown-up. Oh, completely. Um, uh, but he chooses to be like a child. But it's just—he just seems alien. Just like the way he looks at things, the way his his mannerisms, the way he moves, mm-hmm. he does not seem human. Um, but I
1: also so. Uh, what? Okay, spoiler alert for podcast two because we're not yet yeah. to Matt Smith. But for me, he is he he ranks in probably the lower half of Doctors for me. Really? A- and I and. That's that's hard to say. I'm mean, again. I'm a big fan of Doctor Who, so I'll watch anything that has Doctor Who with it. But I, I just I'm not saying I can't buy him as the Doctor. That's not it at all. It's just he just does things that sometimes I'm like it almost looked look like he took the person who played the second Doctor, Patrick Troughton, and tried to emulate um any parody of Patrick Trouton into making this new Doctor. And then oh yeah, I'm gonna t- toss on it in this little pinch of being dark. And it's like, wait, what did you do? Like, even I I,
0: say I would say that he he decided to take half of what David Tennant did and then do something else with the other half. But there's so much David Tennant in his performance. I feel so much of what David.
1: But I think it's but because he can't be David Tennant. I think it shows to me, at least I I, I get this feeling of like, even if he's trying to go there, he knows he can't go there or he just I can't
0: I can't get longing from him. I can get pain from him a lot. I can get... I mean, it's... You, you say... In, I can in, see that. I in the in see the the, in the the ticks that you're giving him, the thing that I think we're not giving him is is the man can act. I mean, if you... You're, you're talking about which doctors was he taking the character. Let's say he was playing a character who wasn't the doctor. Let's say you're watching a show called Bob. And and this is a show about Bob. Like, his performance as Bob is it's, it's insanely good. It's an insanely good performance as Bob. It's very easy to look at the other doctors and go, this is a doctor thing from here. But, I mean, I think that he is... This, his performance is incredibly strong. I, I'm never bored watching him. I'm never bored. Okay. I mean, are you bored watching him?
1: No, I'm not bored. I just, I don't, I, I don't think I've ever bought into him as deeply as some other people. And, and I'm, and part of me doesn't know why. Part of me feels like I should be all in on him as, as a doctor. And I'm just, I'm just not. But I'm,
0: but I'm still in love with Doctor Who. I'm still. Can I, think, I get? Can I give you what he is? Sure. I'm going to take another character named the Doctor. Okay, David Tennant is the Doctor on Voyager. Okay, um, waiting to see where. Have this you goes. seen Voyager? Oh yeah, yeah right. it's Doctor okay. on Voyager. He's sort of deeply. You're 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 into his emotional, like he's he's. All at once, one thing. He's very multi, and late Voyager. He's yeah. multi-layered. He's sympathetic, and yet he can also be off-putting, and yet he can also be, you know, he's incredibly wise. But in some ways, he's also like a child. He he's incredibly inappropriate sometimes, but sometimes he knows exactly the same theme to say, and he's a, he's a fully rounded. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's.
1: But I will say also near the end of Voyager, if I had to watch more, one more damn episode about holographic life forms,
0: I was going to have to hurt myself. I so disagree with you. But that's another story for another day. That's like, like, I I say that that's, that's in terms of the Doctor's arc is amazing. And I love that it's like they're, that they use that to represent, like.
1: I mean, I I like the representation, but it's, I think they tell the story like
0: three or four times. I, I think there's one two-parter I could have done without, but I just love the idea of that being continued to be explored. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the, in terms of the, in the character, Matt Smith is Data.
1: Okay. Matt, Matt
0: Smith is, is, yeah. is I am enjoying his performance maybe more than I'm enjoying David Tennant's. Okay. I am enjoying, he's always entertaining all the time, mm-hmm. but I am not with him in his plight. Um, if that makes sense, let me, and I know I'm squeaking. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me, okay. Well, let me ask. Does me. that make sense? I mean, cause, cause with data, because the show was less serialized and because data didn't really have a plight, except maybe in an episode where he had a plight. But one
1: of the things about Dr. Who is, is if you think, forget about everything after Eccleston, think about, you know, the classic series of Dr. Which who, I've never seen. Which, okay. But, but okay. Then actually this would be a perfect question. If somebody was to say, all right, who is Dr. Who? Like who was the first image that comes to your mind?
0: Oh I, right now, I'm fifty 50-50 on David Tennant and Matt Smith.
1: I mean, no, I mean before, like before Christopher Eccleston,
0: before the restart, The Homeboy with the curly hair and the scarf, exactly the Gryffindor scarf. Yes, so that uh, his I name called was... I called him Gryffindor scarf, and they had to take you a second to figure out it. No, no, I was it's right like there. The scarf the that said, Harry Potter wears,
1: right the fi- the fourteen yeah. foot long scarf. So that that was Tom Baker, and I th- a lot of people always think of that as you know their doctor.
0: He was intelligent and dark and funny can, and goofy and, can i be something tell you sure. something about tom Bay my impression of what he looks like yes is i think him like 15 years younger than he is i imagine him being younger, but then when i see him he looks old he looks like an old curmudgeony man yeah but whenever i see like pictures of him he's always made to look like younger and cooler and hotter um but he's not. He's really, He's. He's. I think, I imagine him as being 15 years younger than he is whenever I see him on TV.
1: He probably was. How old do you, well, I don't know when you saw pictures, but he basically was, I mean, he did the role for seven years. So he was like 30 to 37 in his run of see, The I, and
0: See, when I see him, I think he looks like he's like 50. Okay, and I can totally see that. Uh, he does, like, I, I see that, like, he does not look young. But, well,
1: the, I bring up that point yeah. to say that then... Uh, in the classic series, you sort of had then the next Doctor who was a little bit more flat. He didn't have a lot of the humor until towards the end. He start started to feel like he had a better personality with him. Then you get to Colin Baker who is batshit fucking insane. Um, and just for a lot of people doesn't work. He and he almost killed the show. He got he was the first Doctor to be fired, pretty much. Um, and I I sort of feel what they've done now in the newer series is you had Christopher Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston. Sorry, I cannot. Uh, pronunciate it's fine, um who I mean, I think he did a good start to come back as you know to start off the doctor. You had David Tennant, who had this big, huge range, and then I think you sort of have Matt Smith, who, like you said, it's like data to the doctor, uh, well, from Star Trek terms yeah. doctor uh, and if Matt Smith is dot the doctor, I think no, in, I said
0: Dave Tennant was the doctor
1: I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, if Matt Smith was data, I can totally see that in that context, but then that, to me, that means the next doctor who is coming soon. Are we going to then get somebody who has a little bit more of that personality, that energy back to play that better
0: range again. Now that we've had Matt Smith, who is different and darker. Well, one here. And, and like I said, I've got a real problem with, I I don't want to just talk about Matt Smith. Cause there's, um, let's talk about the companions really briefly. Martha's great. Yes. Um, I did. I was never got into Donna. I never did. I never really did. Um, I- I I didn't hate her as much as I thought I'd hate her. Right, um, which is good because I thought I was going to hate her. <laughs> but I just I never got the we're like a brother and sister and we're explo-. I just never I want there to be a tiny bit of sexual attention. I want there to be something. Right, and 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 I I found her. I didn't I didn't like. That I, I liked the shows, but I didn't like, she seemed like she, they couldn't figure out what to do with her. So I was kind of glad I she agree, was I agree, because
1: she wasn't the sexy girl companion. She wasn't the semi-romantic foil or complete romantic but foil. But she wasn't
0: also like, she, even like the reason she's like, I want to go because I'm wide-eyed and I love it. And she was kind of like, everything is bad. Every <laughs> time she goes somewhere, I was like, I don't want to go. Oh my God. Like, I don't, I don't want to travel with her. That's the thing. It's, that, right, it's not that she's not sexy. It's that, you know, because I'll tell you who's not sexy is Rory. And I, <laughs> And I want to travel with Rory. Well, some people like, some
1: people might disagree with you.
0: Um, but let let me let me say this, that 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 there are as of now only two companions, Rose and Amy. As far as I'm concerned. As okay. far as I'm concerned. Rose, who I hated yeah. um in the first season that she was there, and then she really, really grew on me um in the in the second season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that the high point of all of Dr. Who is when she disappears on the beach. I've never been as moved as I was in that, can see that. in that moment. That was, that was, uh, that was Buffy worthy. Um, and for me to say that is huge. Right. Um, oh,
1: there was a love affair with Russell T Davies and, and Joss Whedon, like between them.
0: I know like secretly in a room somewhere
1: at Comic-Con they're, they're together.
0: Yeah. Um, but, uh, after that, because we're getting to Matt Smith and the reason I, I'm, Touching on all the other companions is that up to this point, um, uh big time spoilers. I mean, seriously, seriously, big time spoilers. Right. Um, it's no, you, it should not be a secret to you that Amy. It's a big time spoilers. Amy and Rory are not on there forever, nor is anybody on the show. That is true. It's how they keep it cheap. I mean, it's honestly how they keep <laughs> it cheap. There is <laughs> there is, is no true. renegotiating your contract. Like, there's just like you, even if you're the main character on the show. You're not gonna get a twelve million dollar per episode salary everybody's because time will come, yeah, yeah, like we can replace you, everybody's replaceable. Mm-hmm. um but uh, but the one thing that they did for for two and a, it's the fifth, sixth, and seventh, so, like that's two and a half she's they were with him the longest, right, Amy and two Ryan. two and a half seasons of of all
1: of the yeah. companions Yes.
0: yeah, um that's that that was the first time where the show was an ensemble that I really felt, I felt like okay. the show was three and a half if you can't river song people it was i can i can see that it was it was a multi-person show um and uh and rory if you think about was really an more or less he
1: was an accident he got over so well with the fans that they sort of begged for him to get on the show and
0: i love and i love what they did with their relationship and there was a sexual chemistry between amy and the doctor which when when she made her decision the decision was made and there was not there anymore she they were friends now yeah um uh although i never got the, have we ever seen like in the history of doctor who the doctor who doctor ever romantic romantic with anyone not not really you saw a lot of
1: times when the companion was definitely forlorn with the doctor uh what's interesting is i've watched back gone back and watched older clips like especially with sarah jane um and joe grant uh from way back when and there are a couple episodes where it's like wow they could really you could see them but I think you saw it more in the eyes of the companion. Did you
0: ever see the doctor longing after no. someone? Except for Rose.
1: Correct. Rose is um, the... F- I wouldn't say Rose really is. I mean, they tried it, I think, with the Fox movie attempt at Doctor Who-ish. Yeah. Sort of, there was a I thing. love that they kept that in continuity, by the way. Yes. I love
0: that 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 they didn't go, oh, that didn't happen.
1: Right. Good for them. But they almost did it really, not even for the Fox movie, but they did it more because of the
0: the popular fiction yeah, that came out them. after that but yeah. still good for them i mean yeah. good for, it would be easy to toss it and instead nope that's no, it's real it happened um uh but amy and R- like so so the 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 section that has amy and rory on it is it's an ensemble piece it's it's the three of them mm-hmm. sometimes there are episodes where you barely see the doctor that that it's like it's about them in many ways yeah and their relationship and the relationship between the three of them rory doesn't really like Doctor. rory never really warms to the doctor like it's, it's, he, he warms enough to him. He enjoys the traveling, but you always get the sense that Roy's a little sick of it.
1: Yeah. um But then when you get to, adve- to an adventure, I think he is in yeah, on the adventure.
0: But that's the thing that that's that the three of them. You, you, when you talk about Matt Smith and how you feel about Matt Smith, I don't think you can just say how you feel about Matt Smith as the doctor, because I think what you also have is there's a fundamental dynamic shift in what the show is, right? The show is now about a threesome. It's not about a guy who has a companion sometimes which after rose that's what the show was mm-hmm. is a guy with a companion now it's it's the three of us
1: right um but i will say the one person who is really and i know you are not fully there yet yeah the person who i am all in on clara as the as the current companion i am well i don't know what her deal is yet so
0: i don't like, right and I, what we say, I didn't even have to go there yet to find like, yeah, so I, so it's unfortunate that this got timed this way. I'm like four episodes away from being completely caught up in yeah. Doctor Who. Um, I I wanted to, um yes, I, I am all in on Clara. Um I, I don't think she's as good an actress as I do agree as, but I did. I kind of thought that about Amy actually in her first few episodes too. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that Clara grows, but I'm starting to see that Clara has like six faces <laughs> and outside of the six faces, she doesn't really like go beyond them. But she has a wonderful energy, which I'm enjoying. I'm wondering where this goes. Like, I I feel like, you know, more than I do. Well, so, yeah. But so. at, at the same time, like this and this isn't a spoiler or anything. Don't spoil. If you're going to tell me either, either that. Hold on. If you're going to tell me either that we don't quite know what's going on yet or you're going to tell me, well, we do know what's going on yet. I don't know. I don't want to know which. Of no, those no, no,
1: no. I'm not going to. I'm not. Nothing there.
0: All right. There are are certain things
1: in her performance that led me to want to think, oh, this is where they are going to go.
0: Well, don't take – no, and then you're going to say, but then they're not. These are spoilers. Okay. Don't spoil it. Okay. It is it is absolutely – so I will say spoilers for Fight Club and uh, The Sixth Sense. I had – and I've said this to you before. Okay. I had somebody once say, you should see Fight Club. It's like The Sixth Sense. (laughs) That's all they had to say. Okay. Have you seen both? Yes. So the second that – that I saw the one frame clip of Brad Pitt pop on the screen. You, I was like, Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. I know what it is. I figured it out. So what you just told me, that's a spoiler for me that like, that that's, that's that, 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 that if they want to lead me wonder, you just said, they're going to make but, you think something. And then they're gonna. But I don't think they do because when I've la la la, done but, nothing ah! in the future, timey, why Kelly, uh, uh, my wife is, is so tired of them. The, the blanky blanky thing. The, now. the miracle button. No, 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 the blanky blanky. Like like like, like it's timey wimey, it's wobbly, it's all humany womany. Oh. It's uh, that that just like she was like it was funny when he said it the first time. Now it's like let's say it every episode. Timey wimey, we need she's also I'm terribly hip, sick of them saying the word Doctor Who. Uh, yeah. I'm very I I love that he finally acknowledged I love it when they say that. <laughs> I love that. That was a funny moment. Right. But there were some episodes where it's just like Doctor Who, Doctor Who, Doctor we get it. He's called the doctor, but the show's called Doctor Who, so we're saying Doctor Who a lot because that it's like Zephrem
1: Cochran says Star Trek,
0: yeah, except that we're saying it twenty times right you know it's like it's like clearly we want to put the, I'll bet you if I watch the trailer for that episode, it's just a bunch of people going doctor who Doctor who doctor I'll bet it's like they're they're writing the script for the trailer and it pissed the fuck out of me. I was really angry at that um i'm 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 all in on Clara and it makes me all in on the doctor the doctor for the first time ever has a goal which is weird i've never seen the doctor have a goal okay he's on a mission right now that is true he's on a mission a multi-episode mission where he's trying to find something out um i've never seen this before like i've never it's not been i'm not used to this where where it's being driven by the doctor's narrative instead of you know we meant to go to vegas and we ended (laughs) up in blah 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 um, you know, must have made that le- wrong left turn at Albuquerque. He's like, he's he's like, honestly, like Bugs Bunny trying to tunnel underground. Um, oh, but now there's things I can't say, yeah, I know, ah! I know, anyway. But I just think that it's interesting, it's the first time I've seen that okay. ever. Like, it, have we seen that before? Can you think of a time before we've seen a, a, an entire half season where the doctor's trying to do something, yes, but more classic series, so definitely not in, yeah in since 2005 so i want to touch real quick because we don't have that much more time but i want to touch uh real quick on torchwood okay and about a a a controversial decision i've made Uh um i watched season one and season two and season three of torchwood and i watched them in the correct airing episodes and order and if you know first of all we just spoiled the whole fucking series for you um (laughs) actually there's lots we haven't spoiled there's incredible amount of oh, evidence. Yeah. i would see it? Even if you, um, and even if you think you've seen it, it's all time you went me anyway. Yeah, and history can be rewritten. Um, so or can it? There are fixed points, right? Um, so but uh, there's cracks. Uh, uh, <laughs> my point being that um that uh Torchwood is the spinoff. It's the DS nine of if 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 Doctor Who is next gen. It's all sort of positive energy. Then Torchwood is all yeah. negative energy. The negative energy you sense in Doctor Who. It's just flip the positive to negative ratio. Torchwood is just kind of like things are shitty, and <laughs> aliens are shitty, and we're here to kill them. Right. Um, it's great. Uh, it it goes back and forth on its greatness. Sometimes they're the first season's a little rocky. Second mm-hmm. season's kind of good. The third season is until the last half of the last episode, the greatest, like up up there with the first six episodes of Battlestar Galactica, just in, like un, insanely good. Yeah. Insanely good. And then I felt the last half of the last episode of it was um incredibly manipulative and unnecessarily so. Um and we'll talk off air, but yeah. yeah. Um but I, brutal. but I do brutal. think that the that that the third season of Torchwood wraps things up relatively not, not not in a bow and not where everyone's happy and stuff, but but it there is an ending. The way that like season five of Buffy ends, there are still two seasons after, which right. I love. I mean, once more with feelings in the other one. So I I love the other seasons of Buffy, but you could actually every season of Buffy ends with what could be a series finale. Um uh so um with the exception of season six, because they knew they they were doing same Anyway, my point being um <laughs> that uh that um it was a good enough wrap-up. And from what I understand, what I've heard from you and what I've read online, is that season four of Torchwood is a the most inferior season of torchwood that b is like the 10th season of the x-files where they're like and there are these other people like them too <laughs> um and 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 yeah um i wouldn't and, i wouldn't say it was the worst i would what s- was worse than it what was say that again you said you said you said it wasn't the worst season of torchwood what season I, of torchwood see, was I, worst? Had,
1: I had a first i had a hard problem with the, the first half of the first season of torchwood
0: but even then, it was still so rooted in Doctor Who is okay. Right. So, so here's, here's my point. My, the big thing for me is along with hearing that it was the most inferior, like people are, I haven't read anything where they're like, no, it's great. No one that has said true. it's great. And a lot of people have said, skip it. Um, a lot of people say it shits on the series. Um, and more than one person has said, they ask a whole bunch of questions in the last few episodes that you will never get the answers to. That they, they're they setting it... They were expecting Torchwood to continue. Oh, right. yeah, completely. And and it's obvious. Yeah. They wrap nothing up. It seems like a season finale. And they've come straight out and said, you will never get a wrap-up to Torchwood.
1: I think they thought one of two things would happen. Either A, it would go on like it was. This sort of mixture of an, a British cast yeah. and American cast. And they would move forward into this next season. Or B
0: screw anybody who had any british connection we're just going with our own american thing and just keep john Barrow. but even like you, you keep and even that maybe not yeah i i think that they i i can't imagine they would get rid of of you know of the two that it was about they got rid of everyone else of um, spoilers the, the, oops
1: maybe i shouldn't have said that right. well um, but the weird thing is in british and this is another weird thing about british television yeah. there uh there was a very popular show called hex yeah. which I, I i tried to watch and get into and then i i spoiled myself and read some things ahead and they basically, and if you've never seen Hex, uh, they get rid of the whole cast in the first se- first se- season. They start with a new cast in season two. And then season three, they pick up, like, with the lower people that you sort of see in the background in season one. And now they're the stars of season three. My,
0: I guess my point is just that that I felt like three had an ending. I know that four doesn't. I know that four is inferior. Well, it doesn't have the- an ending. It's just an open ending <laughs> yeah but but that's what i mean though i feel like that the the end of the third season has a closed ending mm-hmm. and that i will never have to know what happened and see that there's no continuity with doctor who anymore oh yeah completely um right. uh and that like why what's my impetus to watch it's like watch a season of a tv show as good as it might be that will leave me hanging about characters that i've invested in mm-hmm. where right now i'm not Right now I'm happy with where they are. I'm happy with that it like that it ended. I have a I have a clear yeah. It's nice. It's tied up. I don't I don't feel the need to I'm not going to watch season 4 of Torchwood. Um A cuz you can't find it. Um and and, <laughs> and I have it. <laughs> um and B because it's just not there's not I don't see a reason to do it. I don't I I I'm, I'm into Jack. I'm into like I but I from my understanding nothing is cool about jack in this season. Nothing's cool about her. They don't they do they even touch on the stuff that happened in the last season in season 3 and season 4? Uh no. I mean how, other than other than how how to undo the ending of season 3 and go okay. Which okay, they actually and they
1: I don't know how much you want me to go, but I they never spoil the fuck out of I've never gonna right. say it. They never they don't like Jack sort of shows up. They're all in hiding. Jack just sort of shows up one day to save Gwen, and they
0: don't really explain, like, where the hell he's been. All right, don't tell me anymore, because in case I one day do see it. But, like, like... But uh, then there's some good... I will say that... I understand that there's good sci-fi. You've said this before. Right. There's good in conversations about what might happen and right. blah, blah, blah. But I'm I'm in it for the characters. In Doctor Who,
1: the episode Midnight, where the doctor's on a tour bus on the planet made of glass, and they can't open up yeah. the tour bus door. Yeah, yeah that episode was probably for me the most like freak the F out of me to a degree. Cause it was more human, human. Yeah. I'm evil. Like, I I don't know. It, it just, it buried inside of me a little bit. There's a lot of that in season four of torch Ward. It goes to a place that just, it gets like freaky dark. Cause it's just humans being stupid humans and like buried in themselves but you're right. There's, there's things that aren't necessarily
0: resolved. Not... I've heard the characters act out of character. I've, I, I, I I just don't, I, I don't see a reason to see it. So I'm not, I'm, I'm when doctor who finishes, I'm going to maybe jump over to American horror story or, okay. or Downton Abbey or, you know, one of the other things I've heard I should watch because there's watch the Sarah Jane adventures. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't think so. Um, I have you seen the animated, are they any
1: good? The animated doctor who episodes. Yes. Oh yeah. I, I, I did like them.
0: Are they, they worth
1: it? Are they cool? Um, they were cool. I mean, I the one are they dumbed down? or Are they one is dumbed down because it's basically it was made for children. One sure. of them was made for children. The other one was just an animated episode. Um, and one is actually with Martha, and the other one is
0: just the Doctor sort of on his own little, huh, thing. Well, I mean, it's I I might get to it eventually, but um, it's I feel like I'm in an interesting place. Um, yeah. Uh, Real quick, let's talk very briefly about Star Trek Into Darkness, because we're already a lot longer than we I was supposed to go. But um, we'll,
1: we'll do a part two, and it'll be more Star trek
0: Um ooh, Should we do this again? Uh, yeah, let's do, that. Let's, let's, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. And uh, But for now, um, I, I thank you for getting me into Doctor Who. It's It's been a wonderful few months. Uh, I'm, I'm sad that I'm coming to an end for a little while, mm-hmm. um, although there's season eight coming up, and I don't know if I'm going to i i guess how how does one watch it here if you don't have television um as it airs as it airs is it it on hulu is it on it is on hulu it's on amazon hulu hulu may and i know it's on netflix but hulu makes a point of airing it the next day yes hulu like all the shows that it airs it airs the next day so i guess hulu will be the way to go i i would agree so all right cool well uh um, that's like, that's our Trector Who, man. Um, <laughs> uh, this is, uh, and we got some Trek talk in there too, right. which is good. And I think, I think that, um, I'm sure that there are people out there wondering whether or not they should watch the Doctor Who show. I, 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 I let me ask you one final question. Sure. Um, can I give a project to you? Uh-huh. Um, and, and can you post it on, on the, uh, podcast two Facebook page? Okay. Here's my project for you. Um, when I finished Doctor Who, I've never watched any of the old ones. Okay. My wife has no interest in watching it because her parents watched it and it's old, cheesy, stupid stuff. Okay. I dare say there are probably five great episodes mm-hmm. of the old Doctor Who that would rank right up there with the current Doctor Who. Oh, I totally agree. Um, just like there are five great episodes of Star Trek where you don't have to get past how old it looks. Right. Um, sitting on the edge of forever, for instance. Can you give me a top ten of the old Doctor Who? You're like the the ones that 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 if and maybe the Dalek is the only thing I need to get over, or it's like just clearly not like pipe cleaners and like where right. where it's where it's it's enough of a cool mm-hmm. human story, one that tugs at your heartstrings, one that scares you, ones that you know, mm-hmm. like the one that really makes the Doctor seem interesting. There's a few. Um, yeah, could you post that on the Facebook? Sure. Like top the ten or top five? Top. Um, let's do top ten. Okay. Top ten. Um, and then uh top 10 and then i want a second list the best episode for each other doctor Ooh. so a top 10 total so maybe they're all tom baker episodes great um but i want the best episode for every doctor as well okay i think we could watch by that by the time this comes up goes up which will be a week after we record it mm-hmm. um let's uh can you have that up can you have that up ahead of time so right now as you're listening it's already up yeah i just said it so now you have to do it right um so as you're listening go to the Facebook page right now go to uh go to the Look Up Podcast who on Facebook and go there and like first of all like it Yay! and and then uh or subscribe or friend or follow whatever it is that you need to do and then uh and Phil will have Doctor Who updates from time to time but this will be the first thing it's already up there see what old Doctor Who's you can watch once you finish if you're Jones in for more more Doctor Martha Jones in for more Doctor Oh, oh I uh, Jones for more Martha Ah uh, there you go see and I Jones for more amy and clara and to be single again um so, <laughs> uh no he didn't that was me no <laughs> uh, it's not true at all miss j I love, my cool. I love my life. um all right well for uh for phil my name is justin and for geeks radio the first big geeks radio crossover um we'll be doing more uh but uh alexia would say trek off uh you can end how you end which is bye Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: kind of pathetic. It's like, I'll see you next time right here on GeeksRadio.com.
0: There we go. Geeks Radio. Bye. You are listening to the Geeks Radio Internet Radio Network at GeeksRadio.com, home of Trek Off, the not-safe-for-work Star Trek podcast, Pop Off, where we geek out on comics, movies, and TV shows that are the superstars of geek culture, Podcast Who, the Doctor Who podcast with Phil Stamper, Ninjas vs. You, the official podcast of the Ninjas vs. Trilogy, and Garrett and RJ Go Hollywood, two regular guys trying to make it in Tinseltown. All of this is available for you for free by going to geeks. GeeksRadio.com or searching Geeks Radio on iTunes. Geeks Radio is a presentation of Endlight Entertainment.